Welcome to the Physics Central Podcast. I'm Calico Field. New research published in April confirms the existence of element 117. This is the second heaviest element ever detected. It does not occur naturally on Earth or possibly anywhere in the universe. 117 has been glimpsed before by scientists in Russia. These new results are the first confirmation of that detection. It's an exciting fundamental science discovery, but it's also one step on a journey to find out just how big atomic elements can get, how many protons and neutrons can be packed into an atomic nucleus. In addition, scientists say this new research puts them ever closer to finally discovering the theoretical island of stability, where the super heavy residents have unusually long lifetimes. We'll talk about all that today on the Physics Central podcast. Researchers at the GSI Helmholtz Center for Heavy Ion Research in Darmstadt, Germany, along with an international collaboration of scientists, have created element 117. This is an atom with 117 protons in its nucleus. It is the second heaviest element ever created in a lab, falling just behind element 118. These super heavy elements are to be studied. You cannot simply order them or get them somewhere off the shelf. They do not exist in nature, so you have to start out by really making them yourself. This is Christoph Dolman, leader of the international collaboration that published the new research. 117 was first created in 2010 at the Joint Institute for Nuclear Research in Dubna, Russia. That also involved an international collaboration of scientists, including some scientists from the U.S. and some scientists who also contributed to this new detection of 117. So these new results confirm that it wasn't just a fluke what the Russian group did. Element 117 can be created in the lab. 117 belongs to a family of so-called super heavy elements. Super heavy referring to the fact that the nucleus of one of these atoms carries a lot of baggage. 117 protons to be exact and about the same number of neutrons. So well over 200 particles packed into that nucleus. Now, it's the number of protons that define an element. So to create a new, heavier element is just a matter of adding protons to the nucleus. So theoretically, couldn't you take two lighter elements and fuse their nuclei together and voila, you'd have a heavier one. And that's actually how it's done, both in nature and in the laboratory. It's called fusion, and it takes place in the core of stars and in particle accelerator laboratories. In our case, we wanted to study element 117, so we had to bring together and make fuse two atomic nuclei where the total uh, number of protons of the combined system would be 117. For this, there is probably just one single best combination, and that happens to be if you fuse two nuclei, one of the element calcium, which has 20 protons, with one of the element with 97 protons, which is berkelium. The calcium atoms are accelerated to about 6 million miles per hour, or about 10% the speed of light. This beam of calcium ions 
hits a stationary target of berkelium. Jim Roberto is the Associate Laboratory Director for Science and Technology Partnerships at Oak Ridge National Laboratory, where the berkelium was produced also using a fusion process. So Roberto is a physicist, and he contributed to this new research as well as the 2010 discovery of 117. And he says that it's possible that these elements could serve some purpose for humanity, that they could have some applications someday. But that's not really what scientists are focused on. 117 right now is helping scientists understand some very interesting questions about nuclear extremes. One of the great indicators that you understand something is when you can push the system to extremes and your theories still explain it. And so we are talking about systems that are extreme in numbers of neutrons and protons. Uh, and the question is, do our models of nuclear physics predict the behavior? And if our models work, then we have a much, much more confidence that the theories that we use in, in the naturally occurring atoms and nuclei uh, are correct. In addition, uh, there is another question that we can't answer, and that is uh, how many protons and neutrons can a nucleus uh, hold together? And this is uh, basically the question of where is the end of the periodic table? The heaviest element that naturally occurs on Earth is uranium with 92 protons in its nucleus. Uranium is radioactive and thus unstable, meaning over time its nucleus will break apart and the uranium atom will be no more. This is called nuclear decay. But uranium decays over billions of years, so we still find it on Earth, even though technically all of it will eventually disappear. But super heavy elements, those with 100 protons or more in their nucleus, they decay in often just milliseconds. The nuclei are just too heavy, they're unwieldy, and they fall apart very quickly. This includes element 117, which lives for less than a second. Now, on the one hand, this decay is actually helpful because this is how scientists identify new elements. Every unique nucleus will break down in a slightly different way, so that creates a unique decay signature. On the other hand, this means that even if scientists can pack more protons and more neutrons into the nucleus of an atom, those atoms won't necessarily stick around for very long. So it'll be hard to study them, it'll be hard to use them for any applications. But some theories suggest that somewhere amid the ocean of short-lived, quickly decaying, super-heavy nuclei, there is an island of stability. You know, it was a dream in the 60s. Yeah? There were first predictions in the 1960s uh, that such hypothetical island of longer-lived nuclei may exist. Yeah? This is Krzysztof Rygaczewski. Krzysztof Rygaczewski. <laughs> He's a nuclear physicist at Oak Ridge National Laboratory. Doing experiments and studying the most exotic nuclei we can reach. He was involved in the work on 117 with both the Russian and German groups. And of course the new element 
uh, nuclei of element 117 are the crown jewel in, in my list of <laughs> discovered new nuclei. Rigachevsky, like many scientists in his field, has been on the hunt for the island of stability for decades now. They're eager to find these atomic nuclei, which, rather than decaying in less than a second, could survive for weeks or years or millennia. The nuclei of superheavy elements are wobbly, they're unwieldy, they fall apart like a poorly constructed tower of blocks. But isn't it possible, then, that if the nucleus arranged itself better, it could achieve stability? The theory of the island of stability suggests that there are ideal combinations of protons and neutrons that will create a stable atomic structure. Now, these stable nuclei don't have to be new elements. They could be isotopes of elements that have already been detected, meaning an element with a different number of neutrons in its nucleus. So, for example, this new research on element 117 also identified a new isotope of element 103, Lorentium. This isotope survived for about 11 hours. That is one of the longest lifetimes ever seen in a superheavy element. And it's interesting because some theories suggest that an isotope of element 104 could be one of these ideal arrangements, that it could be a resident of the island of stability. So some scientists think that the appearance of these longer-lived isotopes indicates that they are getting closer to this island. So I would say we are probably at the shores or at the uh, not in the middle, but we are already approaching this island of stability step by step. Step by step might mean nucleus by nucleus. Christoph Dolman and scientists at the GSI Helmholtz Center also conducted an experiment where they tried to create element 119, but after about five months of trying, they didn't come up with anything. To create heavier elements than 118, and to create more nuclei that could possibly live on the island of stability, scientists might need to fuse heavier elements than calcium and berkelium. And the trouble with that is having to accelerate at least one of those elements. It takes energy to accelerate heavy things, even heavy atoms. And right now, accelerators can't accelerate much above calcium. So there are facilities being built that will have higher energy beams and could potentially accelerate atoms heavier than calcium. And the dream is to make so-called super-heavy factories where these super-heavy nuclei could be produced relatively quickly and studied in more detail. But then there's more. Scientists will also need to find ways to detect the long-lived nuclei that live on the island of stability, as I said, currently these elements are detected by watching how they decay. So if they don't decay, how could the scientists identify them? It's possible they'll have to use methods from chemistry rather than physics. And right now, this community of scientists is working on doing chemical tests on some of these short-lived isotopes. So they are on the road toward that goal. In 1994, there were few events of element 112 discovered and it was looking that this is basically the the end of our experimental capabilities so it was looking like that this is like a last experiment we can really do 
And now we are 2014, 20 years after, and we have over 50 new nuclei, super heavy nuclei, and even I would say more interesting in some sense than those which were created up to 1994. So uh, there is a hope, there is a hope. And, Again, a little bit, you know, a little bit maybe dreaming, but we are going this direction. We are developing radioactive beams. So right now we are shooting with a stable projectile, stable nucleus, propylene calcium into radioactive targets. Perhaps in the future we will be in the position to use radioactive beams, beams which have more neutrons than the stable ones. So this might bring us to the this this dream position of so. Uh, Never say never. <laughs> Thank you once again to Krzysztof Dolman, Jim Roberto, and... Krzysztof Rykaczewski. <laughs> ...for being on the podcast. I'm Kalik Cofield. You've been listening to the Physics Central podcast. As always, you can find more podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and so much more at physicscentral.com. Tune in next week for more of the Physics Central podcast.